Welcome to the Of Course You Did podcast, your go-to source for brain-based mindset tools and highly effective business strategies that will help you create a truly aligned business. I'm your host, Brooke Alexander. I started out having no idea how to coach people or how to build a successful business to building an internationally accredited coach training and certification program, the Created Coach Method the most interactive, high-touch online NLP and coach training experience. Each week, we're going to dive into the concepts, skills, and methods that will help you increase your impact, profits, and authority. Want to learn how you can become a standout coach? Join my free training, which walks you through the exact things you need to focus on to become the go-to coach at createdmindacademy.com slash standoutcoach. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Of Course You Did podcast. I am your host, Brooke Alexander, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to be coachable. This is such an important topic for coaches that most coaches probably don't think about, and I'm talking about how to be coachable for you, how you as a coach can be more coachable, how you as a person can be more coachable. Before we dive into the episode and all of the things that I'm going to talk about, I want to remind you that the waitlist for the Creative Coach Method Associate Coach Certification is open. So if you have been thinking about becoming a coach, if you want to upgrade your coaching skills, maybe you've already been coaching for a while and you feel like something's been, something is missing, you need more foundational skills, skills you can build upon. These are going to be the, the solid structure for your coaching business that everything else rests upon. So even if you're trained in coaching modalities, but you're not trained in actual coaching skills, this course is for you. So I'll leave the link to the waitlist in the description of this podcast episode. You can also head to the website createamanacademy.com slash associate coach. That will take you to the sales page that has all of the information there. Okay, so let's dive into talking about how to be coachable. Why is it even important that you are coachable? What does this even mean? Your openness to receive coaching and the results results that you create from that coaching will directly impact your ability to sell coaching. It's also going to directly impact your ability to coach other people. The more coachable you are, the easier it is for you to be a really effective coach and the easier it is for you to sell coaching. A coach who gets coached regularly is open to being coached and implements that coaching will create the result of lots of clients who want to be coached. It's also your responsibility to teach your clients the skill of being coachable, especially for clients who have no idea what coaching is, especially if they are new to the personal development mindset world, and even people who are not new to coaching and have been in the personal development mindset world for a long time may need clear direction, instruction, support on 
the skill of being coachable. And you can do this by being coachable first, by going first. I say this for to all of my students, all of my clients. I say this all the time in everything I do. I will never ask my client to go somewhere that I haven't myself gone first. Or if I do ask my client to do something, I always go first. In the creative coach method, um, on our calls, if I'm ever sharing wins, if I'm asking the students to participate in something, I always go first and I show my students that I have gone first. I will, if I ask them to share the wins, I will share my wins first. Even this small step, even even that is going first. And this is what I mean by going first. This is going to help you tell your clients what coaching is and what being coachable is. And you'll be able to spot when your clients aren't being coachable or if they need some more support around how to be coachable. A lot of people don't know what being coachable is. And that's exactly why I'm recording this podcast episode. So just because you're a coach, that doesn't mean you're coachable. Being coachable is a skill just as much as coaching someone else is also a skill. We're not automatically born with it. Some people are develop it in their lives based on their environment, the people that they're around. And that's great. But for some of us, myself included, I had to learn how to be coachable. I had to let go of a lot of things I was trying to control. I had to be willing to feel uncomfortable and pretty much do all of things that I'm all of the things that I'm going to share with you in this episode. If we want our clients to be coachable and listen to what we say to be action oriented, to be at cause for their results, to stay engaged all that stuff, we need to do the exact same thing with the coaching we receive. So if your client is not being coachable, you can flip that and ask yourself, where am I not being coachable in my life? Before we dive into the actual things that I'm going to share, Paco got neutered, neutered, yesterday. So he has one of those big plastic cones on and he's not having a good time with it. He does not love it. So if you hear weird sounds in the background, that's just him walking around and bumping into things or just turning around in circles. So yeah, if you hear weird noises, it's totally fine. All right, let's dive into the first, I don't want, they're not steps, but things that you need to do in order to be coachable. So the first thing is have a beginner's mindset. Come to all coaching with a beginner's mindset, asking yourself, what can I learn? How can I implement that? If you hear something from your coach, a teacher, a trainer, and in your mind, you say to yourself, I know that. I already know that. I already know how to do that. I've already done that, etc." You're not coming to it with a beginner's mind and you can't learn anything from that place. You're not going to get anything of value from the conversation if you've already shut it down and said, I know that. So instead, you can ask yourself, what can I learn? How can I implement that? Even if you've already done it, even if you've already done the thing that your coach is asking you to do, ask yourself, how can I do it differently? What did I miss? What did I not do that I could have done? How can I implement that? Be open to 
all potential ideas and suggestions, even if your first reaction is no. Part of being coachable is being open to different things, different ideas. If someone presents an idea to you and you say no, because it doesn't fit with your idea of how to do something or your idea of what's possible, you're staying inside your own model of the world. You will never get any different results if you constantly and consistently choose to stay inside your own current model of the world. Results, different results, lie outside of the current way you view the world and how it works and how you work in it. If there's anything of value that someone else has to offer you, it isn't going to make sense at first. It's not going to fit into your existing worldview. If it is something that you agree with, it's similar to something that you already know. And there isn't a lot of value in learning what you already know or even slightly tweaking it. The second one is be willing to be coached on something other than what you thought you came to coaching for. This kind of ties back a little bit to the first one where if someone has something to a value to offer you, it's not going to make sense. It's not going to fit in your worldview. So if your coach takes you down a coaching path that isn't where you thought you were going to go, that's possibly a good sign because you are getting outside of your own worldview. You could potentially go to places and find things that you need coaching on that you had no idea you need coaching on. The things that you don't need, know you need coaching on are the things you need coaching on the most because they're your blind spots. They're the things that you can't even see. And that's the whole point of coaching. Someone to come in and point out your blind spots. If you're pointing out the things that you think you need coaching on, then you're going to be staying inside your worldview, your model of the world. If you've hired a coach and they're pointing out, like let them point out your blind spots. Trust them enough, trust your coach enough, hire someone that you trust enough to take you down paths that you didn't even know you needed to go down. That's when you're going to get outside your worldview. That's when you're going to be able to get results that you've never gotten before. Another thing that is important under this kind of topic here of being willing to be coached on something other than what you thought you came to coaching for is if you can use Google for it, it's not what you need coaching on. This is a really big one because you don't need coaching on how to find hashtags for your Instagram post. That's not coaching. If it's information that's already available out there, that's not what you need coaching on. Maybe you need coaching on something deeper than that about why you actually aren't Maybe why you're focusing on busy work, why you're focusing on things that don't matter rather than actually taking action, getting out there, talking to as many people as possible. Maybe you need coaching on why you think hashtags is the way to talk to as many people as possible because you're afraid to actually talk to real humans. So you're focusing on things that don't really get you having conversations with people but make you feel like you're doing stuff for your business. It feels businessy to be, you know, looking for hashtags. I remember one day, many, many years ago, oh my gosh, I can't even remember what year it was, but I remember what I was doing. I was sitting in a coffee shop and I'm like, oh my God, I need to spend 
all day researching hashtags and like I didn't even have any clients at that point. I I think I spent the day like reaching hashtag researching hashtags and then like part of the day was researching how to create a quiz to build my email list. And I'm like now looking back, that was such a waste of time. But I needed to go through those lessons to learn that like that stuff is so useless when it like compared to what I actually should have been doing. But the point that I'm trying to make here is if you can use Google for it, it's not what you need coaching on. Now, if you're getting, if you get coached on something that is not what you came to coaching for, you thought you needed coaching on something else and your coach takes you down a different path, you don't have to implement the feedback or the suggestion or whatever it is that your coach gives you. Listening is the first step And then from there, you can filter the information and decide what's relevant for you. So just because your coach gives you a suggestion on ways that you can be, things to look out for, tasks to do, actions to take, you don't don't have to implement all of it. You're still allowed to say to your coach, no, I don't want to do that. But always, always ask yourself, why am I saying I don't want to do this? Am I not wanting to do it because of fear or am I not wanting to do it because it does, that just doesn't align with my values? I've been with a coach before working in a, on a program and the coach had me doing, asked me to do some things and it didn't feel good, but I trusted her and I did it like a few times. And then each time I did it, I hated it. It felt so horrible and just out of alignment with who I am and what I believe. I never did it again. And it didn't go well in any of those situations that I did it. It was basically called DMing people. And oh God, it was so horrible. Like just, it wasn't good. And I never did it again. Like I said, it doesn't mean you have to implement it, but always ask yourself, well, instead of filtering things through, does this work for me? Ask yourself, how could this work for me? The next one is take ownership of your actions and your inactions. So acknowledge when you've done well and acknowledge when you haven't done the work and ask for support if you need it. I I don't do this often enough, acknowledging when I've done well And I think a lot of people don't because when we do something well, we, a lot of the times we're doing things well because we've done them before and they come naturally to us or it feels easy or it feels like we should have already known how to do it maybe or like everyone else is doing it. So it's not a big deal that I did it, but every little thing adds up. Anything that you've done well that you've gotten out of your comfort zone or even things that you already know how to do and then you do them and you're doing them really well, acknowledge when you've done well. Taking 100%, oh my gosh, I'm messing up my words. Taking 100% responsibility gives you 100% control. You can't respond, make positive change to create the result that you want when someone or something else controls or owns the creation of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. In the event that there is a circumstance outside of your control that affects your life, you still have the power to decide what you'll focus on, how you'll think and feel about it, and what your response will 
be. Now let's talk about some of the things that you can control. You can control your thoughts. You can control how many conversations you have with other people about what you do, who you are, how you can help people. You can control how many people you offer to help. You can control how you show up in your business and you can control your response to external circumstances. Things that you can't control are other people's thoughts. For example, other people's thoughts about your offers or your pricing. You can't control other people's feelings, which is, for example, other people's feelings about your offer or your prices. You can't control other people's actions, whether they say yes or no to your offer. You can't control other people's results, the results that they get from your offer. You can't control the world. And I talk about this, I've talked about this a few times before about how when we, maybe we get a no for our offer and we say that the reason that we got a no is because the potential client couldn't afford it. But in that situation, you've given all the power for any type of change or different result to someone else. You have given away the power in that situation. So if a client says no, and the reason that they say no is because of the price, that's on them. That's not your result. That is not yours. You have to come back and think about, okay, what can I control in this situation? Where did I do something that influenced the result that I got of not a new client? Because the result that you got there isn't the client said no. The result, because they couldn't afford it, the result that you got was no new client. So how do you influence that? How do you change that? And I've talked about this on previous podcast episodes before, so I won't go into it here, but the point of this one is to take ownership of your actions and your inaction. The next one is your coach is on your team. The coaching that you get isn't a personal attack on you. It's not criticism. It's not judgment. It's not anything to do with your worthiness or your character, or it's not about you as a human. Coaching isn't criticism. Your coach wants the best for you and your coach only wins when you win. So that's a really powerful view to have and important to remember when you're hiring a coach, make sure you're hiring someone that you want to be on a team with, someone that you align with, with you. And I talked about this on another podcast episode as well. Um, values, I think it was the last episode, maybe your values, your beliefs and things like that. You've got to choose someone who aligns with you because they're going to be on a team with you and they are your, your coach's success comes from your success. So everything that your coach does is to help you succeed, not to bring you down or try to tell you that you're doing something wrong or make you feel bad about what you're doing. I think a lot of people, I said this a few times, a lot of people do that. We think that about coaching is, and we take it personally, like, oh my gosh, I'm a bad person. My coach said that I could have done this thing differently. And we make that mean that we're doing something wrong, that we are not good enough at what we're doing. But 
That's not what your coach is saying. Your coach is pointing out your blind spots. You have to decide what you do with that and what you make that mean. You can make it mean that you're wrong, you're bad, you don't know how to do it, everyone else is better than you, or you can make it mean that you're learning and you're getting better and it's amazing that you have someone on your team to help you. Next, we have be open to a solution. Remind yourself that you are getting coaching to find a solution, not to go deeper into the problem. Your coach isn't there to get caught up in your story about the problem and agree that it's big and hard and finding a solution will be difficult. You have to notice when you want to complain about the problem and you're looking for someone to validate it and agree with you. Notice when you are defensive about focusing on a solution. Coaching isn't there for someone to validate your problems. They're not there for someone to complain to. Your coach should not be getting caught up in your story about why something is hard for you. Your coach should just not be doing that at all. So don't expect them to and don't Go into coaching with the idea that you want to complain and have someone validate why things are hard, why things are difficult, why it's not going well. Come to coaching with the mindset of, okay, this might be hard and I'm going to find a solution. Remember that you want a solution. You can even decide that you want to be wrong about the problem. In science, this is what I, I have a science degree, surprisingly. Um, and when we would hypothesize something, okay, I, I think that, oh my gosh, bats. I had to do an assignment on bats. I think that I'm going to find these bats in this area or these bats are going to eat this thing. And then I would have to try and prove that wrong in order to, rather than try and prove myself right, because then I can manipulate the data but you can decide that you want to be wrong about the problem. And when you're wrong about the problem, you get to be wrong about how hard it's going to be to find a solution. And our next one is don't hurry to get to the other side of the coaching. If you're going into coaching because all you want is the solution and you don't actually want to go through the process of coaching, then you're going to miss out on the benefits of the coaching. The benefit of coaching isn't just in the solution that you get to at the other side. Coaching, the benefit of coaching and the value of coaching comes from the process of coaching as a whole. The process of finding out what problem actually is or the challenge actually truly is going deeper, asking questions, going internal, looking at ourselves, reflecting, learning about something, growing, and then getting to the solution at the other side. The solution happens as a byproduct. If we go into the process desiring and wanting a solution rather than wanting to complain. If we go into the process with the mindset of, okay, we can find a solution. I'm going to get to the other side of this. Go into it with that mindset and then be open to the process of the actual coaching, not just want to get to that solution at the end. Then you're going to get the most from coaching there. But if you go into the coaching, just being like, oh, I just, I'm here for the solution. And that's all you miss. You miss all of it. You entirely miss coaching. 
It's all gone. You don't get it then. That's not even really coaching. That's you want a consultant. You want someone to just tell you what to do. Coaching isn't just about finding a solution. It's solution oriented and solution, I guess, focused, you could say, but not in the sense that that's all you come for. That's all you get from it. You don't just get a solution. You don't just get the end result. You get the whole process of everything that happens in the middle. Okay, now I have a bonus for you, a bonus how to be coachable. And this is how to get coached from someone else's coaching. I freaking love group coaching. I love watching other people get coached. It's like, it's, I, so many people don't understand the benefits of this and just don't see it the way that I do. But every time I watch other people get coached, I get coached on something I did not know I needed coaching on. And the reason is because I ask myself, how can I make this apply to me so I can get a transformation? Like I said before, the things you don't The things you don't know you need coaching on are the things you need coaching on the most. I've said this in another episode as well. The most powerful coaching sessions I've ever had in my life came from group coaching, watching other people be coached. So that is everything that I have for you in today's episode. I hope you liked this one. I really love... I I liked this. I really enjoyed this. This is a great episode. Again, another fire one for me. I didn't even need to edit it as I was talking. Paco didn't move a muscle. So we're good. Um, Yeah, let me know what you think of this episode. You can head over to my Instagram at brookealexander.co. And as I mentioned earlier, don't forget the waitlist for the Creative Coach Method Associate Coach Certification is open. We are starting soon. I have to change the dates of our start date just a little because life stuff and moving. Um, But we're starting late April, early May. But get on the wait list because then you'll get access to the to to join as soon as it opens and all of the dates. Um, The content is well underway. It's just I'm moving back to Canada from Mexico and it's just a bit of a kerfuffle right now, but we're good. We're getting it done. I'm so excited. Ah, This is going to be such an amazing training certification course for coaches. I've told you before, but you learn how to coach people. We're going to coach you. You get coached on your stuff, on your mindset stuff, on your business stuff, and you learn how, and you coach other people while you're in the program. These are the three elements that are essential for coaching people, for building a thriving coaching business. You need to learn how to coach people. You need to get coached on your own stuff and you need to actually coach other people. And we're doing all of that inside the associate coach certification. I'm super excited. I'm going to leave you here all of the links for the wait list and my Instagram and the show notes. Well, the transcript, sorry for this is in the show notes. Okay. That's it for me. I'm out. See you later.